Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Hi there, I'm Hollis Taylor. Welcome to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Forecast for October 9th to the 16th. And I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm one of your hosts today. And I am a psychic, an astrologer, um, and a medium, and a general witchy coach. You can check out more about me at divineandrogen.com. And an author. <laughs> Where you can also get my book at my website, divineandrogen.com. Hi there. It's good to be back. I'm Bright Hawk. I'm the author of The Dancing Hippo, a beautiful children's storybook, gender neutral, beautifully illustrated. It's award winning. Super happy about that. Hmm. And I'm a musician and a storyteller. I'm delighted to be back on Rainbow Soul and share with you what we have, the soul astrology. And and I'm Lacrosse. I wasn't here last week, but I'm here this week. Um, I'm jack of all trades, master of none. I have a small little book I am working on. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to give more info later once it's it's done. But we're working towards it. <laughs> yeah, and that's it for you. I'm so excited about your book, actually, Lacrosse. Oh. I'm really excited. I guess I should have said brighthawkproductions.com is my yeah. website where you can find out more. And lacrosse will have a website. Sometime. Eventually. But you've got to find a place. You've got you to have a place to sell your book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry so. about that. <laughs> and so I just wanted to, um, I want us to all take a minute. Let's take a minute to take a few deep breaths. I'm hoping today you could just imagine the universe in whatever way you want to imagine it, with the planets and everything in motion, and Earth's interaction with those planets. Take a deep breath. When we take this perspective, we are reminded that we are part of something much bigger than we could imagine. Because even in this universe that we imagine, it's bigger than even that universe. 
because it goes beyond the Milky Way. And space seems to be everlasting. There doesn't seem to be an end. And as we zoom in on our universe, on planet Earth, we realize all of the countries and places and waters. And as we zoom in wherever we are on the planet, we come to the realization that we are only one small speck amongst a universe of stars. And together, each one of us is connected, if nothing else, by the moon. The moon that encircles us. And as we get closer to the spot that we reside in our world, we realize that our interconnectedness is what brings us to be a better person. And that together, we can all make planet Earth a better place. Maybe you can take a moment to imagine what planet Earth would be as an amazing place for you. Maybe violence would fall away and hatred people would learn to live in peace and cooperation. What does the evolution of the human race look like to you? As you come in, to you sitting here in this moment, listening to this broadcast, I hope that you will reach within your heart and your soul and bring forward your most open-minded and better self so that together we can all get better. Namaste. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. So taking a look at the astrology this week is going to be exciting. We are consistently trying to improve our system, friends. So if you have any um, ideas or suggestions, please reach out to Rainbow Soul. We want to hear from you. And if you go to our website, rainbowsoul.show, you'll find contact information there. And we hope you take time to subscribe or find us on your favorite platform and make sure that you like, comment, share. Please pass the word about Rainbow Soul Astrology. Help us get the word out there so that other people and especially queers, can come and connect and, and be connected uh, with us. Um, so 
Today's um, forecast will be covering um, October 9th through the 16th. Now, I did kind of like reflect back on the 8th because I believe last week we did not mention that Pluto is going to go direct, which happens on the 8th, okay? So you're probably already feeling that if it's October 9th. But Pluto's such a big planet that it tends... A big orbit, not a big planet. <laughs> sorry, a big orbit. So it tends to have like a slower process. It's not as quick and as fast as Mercury and Mars. So it just tends to be kind of slower. And so um, it's going to go direct. So Pluto is a lot about death and rebirth and things like that. So the things that you have changed, you're probably going forward with them now. And um, hopefully you're applying new changes and things like that. So, um, so you'll probably be noticing that even through the ninth and probably the rest of the week even. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you just start integrating new things throughout the week, which we kind of talked about last week too. And that theme will be coming through this week. Um, there's a lot of blessings going on. But this week, there's a little bit more balance, and it's not just easy blessings. It's actually a little bit of a balance. Um, the One of the biggest things is a grand trine in air, uh, which I'm pretty sure we talked about this last week, too. Right. To remind people, though, a grand trine is when all of the signs, a trine, right, a triangle, all the signs in the trine are air signs. So air is mental. It's about mental energy, about thinking, about um, thinking things through. And um, trines are very powerful energy. Mm -hmm. They're blessings. And sometimes we take them for granted. But if you're paying attention, you can be aware that this is happening. So especially if you have any kind of uh, work or things that you do in the world that require thinking. Um, now, the sun, of course, this is between the sun, Saturn, and Mars. So this makes me think a lot about the system and even a reflection in our politics, frankly, um, that we're, we're starting to think about things in a different way, um, and we're, we're trying to see things um, in, a, in a more upbeat way, and that's what the Grand Trine is going to bring. It's going to bring more blessings, more ways of thinking about things in a good way. Exactly. Um, and I think, I can't remember exactly who it was, but they were, uh, I believe that the government is now trying to um, make it so that you can't make being gay illegal or some craziness right. like that. Right. So, so that they don't do with the abortion thing what they to us. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's a very forward way of thinking that many of us queers probably take for granted. Okay. Um, so don't take that for granted. I was just, we were just watching a league of their own um and really good series uh, if you're if I'm you're queer fine. i would highly recommend you watch it because it has a lot of history about lesbian in particular um history and how they were in a bar and the police came in and beat the shit out of them um for being gay okay so it wasn't that long ago that that happened um it really wasn't my friends and 
we have to really be grateful every day that we have our freedoms that we do have, at least in this country, because they are not everywhere in the world. Um, in Africa, people are being killed for being transgender. Uh, so say a prayer for them at night and remember your blessings um, by living in a free country. If you live in America or the UK or some other European country that's fairly um, open, okay? So just be aware that that's going to hopefully help people think more positively and think more in a way that helps us, okay? And try not to take it for granted. Now, the a kite, a kite usually means that there's some tension going on, okay? And remember I'm saying that things are a little bit more balanced. And on this day, a kite, um, it's going to be being pulled uh, by the Gemini and the Aries. So if you um, embrace um, your forward action um, that is inclusive for all, then you'll be more likely to be lifted outwards. So your cooperation, collaboration will help you pull outwards and fly um, to bigger heights than trying to resist that or if you tend to get caught up in greed um, or arguing, okay? Try not to do that. Try to instead get caught up in cooperation, collaboration, and movement going forward, trying to make movement going forward. Now, the moon is um, involved in that, um, but at the moon, you, you can talk about the moon Sure. So one of the things you see in this chart is that it says sun 16 degrees Libra and looking across the sky from Libra across that axis <clears throat> is Aries and Aries. The moon is at 16 degrees Aries and that's what creates a full moon, right? The sun and the moon are on the opposite sides of the sky. So um, the full moon is on the ninth. That's what kicks us off the week. And um, it is known as the hunter moon. And full moons, when we reach the apex of the full moon, you know, what's shining bright? What's getting, um, what are you seeing that you weren't seeing before? And then once it's over the top of the full moon, it's the perfect time to, as the moon is shedding, is waning, we let go, let go of the past, you know, create room so that good things can come in and you can embrace and grab hold of that future and purpose and, you know, destiny that's meant for you. So full moon energy is always big. <clears throat> and, you know, that's how we'll start off the week with big energy, grand trine, full moon, Mercury coming out of retrograde. It's in what we call its post shadow period. So Mercury has come out of retrograde and the post-shadow period goes from October 2nd for two weeks to October 16th. So we're right now in the midst of that as, as this week trans uh, transpires. Uh, just, <clears throat> so what, what does it mean like a post-shadow? Like, like what does that actually mean? So Mercury moves pretty quickly. And when it is going into retrograde, there's a pre-shadow period, which takes two weeks, then the period of retrograde, and then the post-shadow period, which takes two weeks. And so from an energetic perspective, you can imagine as you start to slow down, 
you know, and the planets aren't really going backwards. It's just a matter of it's going faster around the sun than we are. So there's a point at which it looks like it's going backwards, but it's it's an illusion because of the different speeds at which the planets travel. But at any rate, energetically, it's like, Roar, you got to slow down to, before you can even start backing up, right? If you, especially if you think of it like a boat, right? It takes some time to get the wind engines moving the other way. So now it's like, okay, it stopped October 2nd. It stopped being in retrograde. And now for the next two weeks, it's like, okay, we're going forward now. And it's getting faster. Okay. <laughs> but it's that slow pull <clears throat> and maybe maybe the last two weeks you haven't felt like you've had energy and now you're starting to feel like god i'm getting my mojo back that's part of why and and it and we have a number of planets that are doing that so it's uh, always interesting to sort of see gosh why do i feel one way or another and then pay attention to what's going on oh wow i had no idea <laughs> We learn lots when we look at the sky. Hmm. Yeah, so a shadow period is just sort of the lingering effects, I guess, too. Yeah. Um, and the T-square, uh, also on the ninth, could create some tension. The thing about T-squares, though, is if you're able to give in to higher thinking, Mars and Gemini, okay? This is going to be your thoughts about things. And so if you're able to give in on those thoughts that, especially the thoughts that lead directly to actions, that will help relieve some of the tension in between Mercury and Neptune that are sort of um, in opposition to each other, okay? And so when the Mercury and Neptune are in, they're in opposition because they're in an opposite signs and at similar degrees. So Mercury's in Virgo and Neptune's in Pisces. And so Mercury in Virgo is ruled by that. So it's probably quite loud, <laughs> um, frankly, <laughs> um, because Mercury is ruled by is ruled by Virgo. So it tends to it's at its um, it's at its uh, it's feeling powerful. It's feeling at powerful. Home. Yeah, I'm at home. I, I rule this town. Mm -hmm. You know, that <laughs> vibe, right? When we're at home, what do we do? We're talking like it is, you know, right? right. <laughs> And then Neptune and Pisces, so this really makes me think a lot about, especially with Neptune and Pisces, um, like fake news or belief systems that aren't really backed by facts. Vir Mercury and Virgo is going to be very factual and sort of scientific even, where Neptune and Pisces is going to be more, um, could uh, have theories that aren't backed by science or aren't backed by facts. And so you could feel that pull. And if instead you took the high road with Mars and Gemini and tried to think upwards and forwards and maybe just let people think what they're going to think or believe what they're going to believe and go forward, um, that will help release the T-square uh, opposition energy that could be hard. Um, so try not to engage in arguments, uh, which is sort of the shadow part of Mars and Gemini, which would be arguing. Um, Mars and Gemini could also be higher thinking and actions that are actions that are beyond, like that are based on knowledge. Okay, based on education, because Gemini values education. And maybe practice writing it out before saying it. 
-hmm. because Mercury and Virgo could really think through. There's many ways to think it through. Mm -hmm. So on the 10th, um, do you have anything for the 10th? Yeah, the 10th, we see the sun, the, sorry, the moon. <laughs> the moon goes void out of um, Aries into Cancer and, um, sorry, into Taurus. And Taurus, you know, now you have a waning moon in Taurus. And Taurus is all about good self-care. Get plenty of sleep, eat quality food, exercise, you know, do good self-care, practice good self-care. Um, and the moon will be um, also square. Uh, the moon will be in Taurus, and it'll be squaring the North Node, Uranus, and um, Saturn. Oh. So that square is uh, will be a little bit of a conversation, and. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a conversation. Mm -hmm. So moon in Cancer, sorry, moon in Taurus, I keep saying in Cancer, moon in Taurus um, with the uh, North Node is, um, the South Node is about destiny. Your South Node is about your destiny and your North Node is about fate. And so the moon is sitting right there with the North Node. So it, it's like, there is a, a, a destiny that we're all, uh, these are fated days. They're powerful days. That's what I'm going to say. Um, so, yeah, that's what's happening on the 10th. Mm -hmm. On the 11th, the great thing is that Mercury is going to go ahead and move into Libra out of um, Virgo, which um, which could help us a little bit, um, especially as it finishes its, its shadow period. It will really start to fade on the 11th, I believe, because it will be coming out of um, Virgo and it'll be going into a softer sign like Libra. Yeah. So, but you may also find um, that it will be easier to communicate about fairness um, and equality. Um, and, um, you know, you'll, you'll discover that those kinds of... Um, aspects will be quite a blessing for you on the 11th you'll probably really feel that mercury um moving into libra because it will really feel like the mercury retrograde really kind of really goes away it takes any all of your all of the computer things you've been struggling with and stuff like that will be resolved um and any communication or ideas will probably come out in a fairer way which um anything else that needs to come out will come out in a in a fair equal way and if you have planets in um, Libra, Mercury is going to just come by and light them up. Um, so if you if you want to look at your chart and you 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 say, oh, I have this or that in Libra, then just be aware that Mercury is going to move across them. Um, but it is direct, so that means it could just bring you out forward. So it, depending on what the planet is, it could bring your if it's the Moon, it might bring your emotions out. You know, if it's um, if it's Saturn, it's probably going to bring out your um, your uh, your desire for equality in the system um, or in your foundation or something like that. You might need to have something in better balance. So we're going to be probably focusing a lot on balance by the 11th. Um, the 12th, things get Just busy. Just a little... 
bit of stuff, you know. My goodness, I was like, that. oh, great. <laughs> great I'm over here like. I... <laughs> now, this is the 12th, um, which I was a little like, wow. And um, so, first of all, there are Grand Trines. Now, the Grand Trine's been going on. The Grand Trine's been going on since, like, Monday. Um but I just want to say by the 12th, Venus is going to, is going to join it, uh, join that grand trine, which I really feel is, is really beautiful. I feel like Venus, she, um, she's in her, uh, in her home sign Libra, um, with the sun and it's just shining brightly and she can really shine her heart and soul outwards. Um, so you might feel all of a sudden that it's easier to express yourself um, and it'd probably be easier to love folks, um, even more difficult folks, um, people that are challenging to you. You might even be able to at least um, at least tolerate them on a better level. So Venus and Libra, especially in combination with the sun in this grand trine, is going to create more ease within relationships in, in particular because of the Libra, Aquarius, Gemini. Um, they all have to do with relationships. Libra is more like one-on-one -on -one or small group relationships where Aquarius is about the collective and Gemini is, is often also about the relationship with self. So, um, so that grand trine there is going to really be blessed up when uh, Venus gets to uh, be part of that. And the interesting thing is, is that Vesta will also be part of that, which will increase um, strategies and make things a little bit easier about about um, dedication and things like that. So it will be easier mm. to follow forth with whatever you're dedicated to. So that book lacrosse. Mm. Okay. <laughs> this is the day you want to work on it. Um, <laughs> on the 12th, if you're working on something special, something spiritual, something divine, or even if you have to have a conversation around those topics, the 12th is the day you want to do that. Okay. Um, and then there's also another grand trine involving the moon, Pluto, and Mercury. Um, and now these are in um, in Taurus, Capricorn, and Libra. So it's a little bit different, but it's still going to be going on for you. It's going to bring a little bit of earthiness to our transformations, especially now with Pluto going direct. Okay, because Pluto's in Capricorn and it's headed towards Pisces now. Um the 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 balance so remember i said this week is a little bit more balanced less grand trines yeah we have just as many probably grand trines but now we got a little bit more uh challenge to the to the top to this week with the kite um pulling us in the direction in the direction of you need to just try to rely on your emotional intuition in particular, listen to your intuition, follow your intuition, especially on this day. If something comes up, even though it might not be the way you normally do it, just try it the other way because it'll probably work out. That's where that kite's gonna come in. Come in, And the multiple planet square here, I, I'm sh I wanna point out that um, Uranus 
squaring um, Saturn and, and they, these planets are like kind of squaring each other in multiple ways. It's sort of multiple squares, but Uranus, if you happen to be non-binary or queer, this is sort of a, a planet that's going to have a lot to do with that. Um, just a little history lesson. They used to call um, queers Uranians um because most of us have a strong uranus placement um and it's interesting not everyone not everyone okay there's other ways to find queerness in your chart uranus is just one way okay but you should if you're queer you should be paying attention to uranus okay um and uranus is a very special planet in that regard because it's kind of your weird spot and it doesn't make you queer or whatever like that it just means that if uranus is on your ascendant for instance you probably are you might be non-binary really important for you I just want you to pay attention if Uranus is there because um, wherever Uranus is because Uranus is probably going to be squared by at least the I think you even have that mm -hmm. on the 12th Uranus is squaring the moon um, and Uranus is squaring Saturn and these are going to be things that could be challenging for us. This could mean that maybe you get misgendered more that day. So make sure you get a lot of extra self-care. Um, I notice when my Uranus is being squared that I usually have some misgendering going on or I have some sort of gender crisis um, and things like that. So if you are queer, look at your Uranus. Where is it? How does it how does it show up for you in your chart? And, you know, I can help you dive deeper with that. But that's a really a big marker. Um, and I just want to say when it's when it's being squared, it can be challenging for queers just on that day. And it could just be one or two people saying something that's annoying and, you know, it can trigger us. And so just do a little extra self-care on that day. So I would if. Uh, you know, if you have a strong Uranus placement, I would plan to do a little extra self care, a little extra self care on October 12th. And remember the story I told last time in our last episode about this too shall pass because tomorrow on the 13th, the moon will be in Gemini. <laughs> so everything can look different. You just never know. Right. Um, 
because on the 13th, uh, I was a little like, oh, wow. Um, mm -hmm. Because so a T-square, like I mentioned before, is a little bit of some challenge, but there is an opportunity if you follow some pieces of it. And this is the moon. Um, the Is the moon in Gemini? Yes. Yeah, the moon moves okay. into Gemini on the 13th. And then this amazing yod happens. And we talked about yods. Yods are destiny. They point to destiny. It's And they're destiny to such a degree that you kind of don't have a choice. You don't even realize why you turn left instead of right. You were just supposed to go that way. It just seemed right. Like something's driving you from the inside or some whatever innate sense. Those, those are the, those senses yods they are also referred to as the finger of god you're going that way <laughs> and you can think of it as a lovely blessing you know the finger of god helping you see the way right so sun in libra um neptune in pisces and you know certain things are wow Last time I wanted to say, I kept seeing that Neptune in Pisces and I was like, too much water, too much water. And then all these hurricane things happened. <laughs> so Neptune's going to be in Pisces for a while still. And then, of course, Uranus is in Taurus. And Uranus, it's big energy. It's, it's um, yeah, you're the, you're the expert on that one. Yeah, Uranus is really your weird spot. So it will probably matter what house it's in and then whatever signs it, it's in will be how it shows up. So for instance, my Uranus is in Scorpio. And so I tend to transform before your eyes. I tend to change very quickly. And um, Uranus um, on my ascendant means I'm a non-binary person in the world and I'm kind of an activist about it. Like everything I do is non-binary and not because I'm more non-binary than you. It just means that I'm probably an activist um, and I'm probably going to be the one to correct um, correct somebody that misgendered the quieter non-binary person. And the quieter non-binary person doesn't necessarily mean less or are less. It just means that they're a different reflection of a non-binary expression. And, and that includes all non-binary expressions, all gender non-conforming people. That means people um, that move from gender to gender and, uh, on a regular basis, you know, um, those kinds of people. So all, all not gender non-conforming expressions count here, okay? Um, including transgender people. Um, although I notice with transgender people, it usually has something to do with their Mars and Venus. <laughs> um, so, um, which is an interesting perspective. And sometimes Uranus is involved for them. Um, Uranus is involved. And so it's different for all of us. All of us queers, we know that there's a huge rainbow of queers out there. We know that not every single queer is going to have Uranus on their ascendant. That would be silly because that would mean all of us queers would look the same. That would never happen because we're all uniquely different. And so with the yod here involved, don't be surprised if you're suddenly pulled forward where you have to speak up or do something about your gender expression or something related to being queer. And it could be a totally great thing, like getting an invitation 
to um, to speak or be part of a drag show or 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 just go out to dinner with someone else that's queer. Okay, it could be as simple as that. Definitely taking action would be blessed up because the moon will be um, passing over Mars and Gemini and um, lighting up Mars. So positive action in the direction of your dreams sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was curious with the Yod. Now is the sun, <clears throat> is it pointing towards Pisces? Like the sun and and um, like, how is it going? Hold on a second. I just, I have it up. Oh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's pointing towards the sun in Libra. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's po pointing towards the sun in Libra. Oh, okay. So pointing towards balance. Right, right. Pointing towards balance. But it's going to pull from your weird spot. And it's going to pull from Pisces. And the reason I say that is because Pisces and Taurus are closer together in the Zodiac. And Libra tends to be across. Okay. Right. And so Libra is kind of almost pretty much across the Zodiac from Taurus. So that's how we could know that the sun is pointing to is pointing that way. Because a yod comes from two signs that are um, that are like you know, this, and they point towards yeah. one sign. Right. And so the sun in Libra is going to be uh, relationships. That's why I said, if you get invitation to go out to dinner with another queer, or maybe just a couple of queer friends, take it because it's probably destined. You're probably destined to be with those people for some reason, um, or any kind of collaborative thing or any kind of um, equality or anything like that, where you're collaborating and doing something with someone else that's very Libra-like. Okay. okay. Yeah. And the sun and Venus will still be in proximity to each other, so they'll be having a nice, sweet conversation. Um, yeah, and that'll that probably time. bless it up. That's why I said, <laughs> look, I'm going to get a whole bunch of queers in love with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Well, love is beautiful. Um, so I like to I like to believe that that's the kind of thing that's going to happen. So if you get if you get a little invitation for dinner or a meeting or some sort of come together, say yes. Okay, <laughs> say yes. It's destined. You are destined to do this. There you go. Very nice. <laughs> um, on the fourteenth, um, I feel like this is another set of blessings to be working under, mm -hmm. to be do manifesting um, more of that coming, that especially um, thinking. Remember, um, with the Grand Trine and Air, they are going to involve major um, thinking, a uh, higher thinking, uh, a thinking that involves everyone, especially with that sun in Libra. That's really going to bring and an Aquarius. They really like that collaborative, everyone's included kind of feel. And Gemini tends to um, work on self. So Gemini tend, if we can find balance within ourselves, then we can find balance with each other. And that's kind of how this works. So, um, so these two grand trines, and they will also involve Vesta, which will be about dedication and even your spiritual calling or your passion. Um, so if you're very passionate about gay rights or, or trans rights or something like that, 
that's where this is going to come in. And with all that Gemini energy, I just want to say, be accountable. Saturn wants accountability. And Saturn in Aquarius is about looking at that for the collective and the, and the infrastructure of whatever is getting worked on. So try to honor your word. Try to make sure you do what you say you're going to do. Because with that much Gemini, that tends to be the shadow side of Gemini. Saying, promising, talking a good story, um, thinking it, thinking it sound, things sound, thinking it. And uh, when you think about it, it doesn't sound like it's that much work. And it's so easy to say, yeah, 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 I'll do that. But Gemini sometimes struggles with that's not, that's more that you bit off more you could chew, you know, <laughs> it's, and all of us do it and all of us have been there. So I'm just looking at that going, wow, there's a lot of blessings. Don't take them for granted. Make sure you're accountable. Blessings, 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 blessings mm -hmm. and blessings. I mean, really powerful, beautiful day. Accountability, even in this kite here in this kite formation will also bring you forward so if someone has accused you of something and you need to apologize just do it because that will help you be uh earn more respect actually mm. um and i've i have experienced this um in both ways at times i've i've denied what i did wrong and that didn't help the situation at all but usually even if i'm not even sure i was completely in the wrong like i'm like well one part was me one part was you but if i just apologize it seems to make it so much easier and then the other person tends to apologize for their part in it and you can find peace and harmony faster yeah, leave thing going yeah, so hopefully hopefully it will bring you, and but this kite formation could bring some people to accountability. Um, it could bring people to accountability, especially um, if they're, uh, especially if they're overcoming or trying to overcome um, some past wounds. Um, maybe they just needed to become more aware of, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to gaslight you um you know that's not what i meant oh my and they just have to realize that they're doing it and then they can often back off so cool so accountability perfect on the especially on the 14th okay and on the 15th we're going to have some more destiny <laughs> uh more destiny and things that you can't really do much about um that are just going to happen whether you like it or not and it's going to involve Uranus again um, and Neptune, which um, Neptune can sometimes be visionary, but it can also uh, have, especially Neptune and Pisces, can sometimes lead us to fake news or misinformation, things that aren't backed by facts, also known as bullshit. Um, and <laughs> but it's going to be pointing to the Venus in Libra. So that Venus in Libra is blessings and love, right? So um, if we can embrace the weird spot, embrace the unusual, embrace, yeah, so I'm non-binary and I'm proud of it. You'll use they pronouns for me. Thank you very much. You might find that the other person that was under the illusion that you were transgender and or or that you were uh, cisgender rather then they would then they would suddenly be like oh you're not oh i'm sorry 
I'll do better at using they pronouns. I have another friend that's that, you know, and they'll give you that story and then they'll tell you how they're going to change and you might be delightfully surprised. So my friends, if you get misgendered or something like that happens or comes up, um, just be aware that Venus is in Libra. Try to take a deep breath, say your truth, step up the way you need to step up with Uranus and Taurus there because that's really what that's about. Um, it's hard to do it sometimes, and I get that. But if you're brave, you might be delightfully surprised on this day. And the other thing that's happening on the 15th, and I think this could add some real sweetness into this, is that the moon comes home. It's in Cancer. And it's in a conversation with Jupiter and Aries and Mercury and Libra. So that is also a T-square, so it's a conversation. T-squares are, there's, there's some stuff being negotiated. Jupiter, obviously, expansion. It's, a, it's in the fire sign of Aries, which will light up all the fire signs, which, of course, are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Um, but the moon is also having a square, which, again, is some tension with Jupiter in Aries, the MC in um, Libra, and the same Neptune in Pisces. So, <clears throat> yes, these things are getting lit up. And um, what you do with it is, of course, up to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But some of this definitely feels like you're on for the ride. This is, this is the bus and we're riding along and, you know, this is part of the ride. <laughs> Great. And it's very much destined on the 15th to happen, you know, just like it was the other day. So, you know, this week, several destiny things could come into, so certain destined people or whatever could come into your life. And be aware that on the 16th is a challenge, is probably the most challenging day of the whole week, honestly. Um just because you're going to have these two T-squares um, and <clears throat> Libra, and the one will be with Libra, Venus and Libra, Pallas and Cancer, and Chiron and Aries, which could have a lot to do with, yes, beauty and relationships and stuff like that, but it could have something to do with like old wounds or healing that needs to be taken care of. Um, maybe with the strategy, maybe you need to shift your strategy because it would work better with a relationship this way or something like that, especially with just having all these blessings or mostly blessings all week. On this day, it could be a little bit more challenging. It's, and with the Chiron, the other T-square with the Chiron and Aries, Moon and Cancer and Mercury and Libra. So that's going to like really pull on it a little bit. You know, Chiron's really going to pull, and Chiron's about healing from old wounds, and Mercury is about communication. So, and the moon in Cancer could be a lot about emotions, but there are emotions that we may not be completely in touch with. So you might find some revelations. Hopefully, if you can get in touch with that emotions, you can get in touch with the revelations of, or awareness of how things could actually be for you. So, patience. Um, and I would say some extra self-care on this day. So, you know, take a, an extra walk, go sit under a tree, whatever you need to do on the 16th. Um, just give yourself a little extra self-care that day. For sure. Yeah. 
Okay. And did you have anything else, Brighthawk, about the moon or anything? Um, well, on the 17th of the last day of this report, um, we're in the last quarter, a waning crescent moon. And so, again, when the moon is waning, this is a great time to clean house, to let go of maybe clean out a closet or a drawer or clean off your desk and throw away whatever doesn't need to be there anymore. Because when we let go of those things, then we make room for new energy. And if you never let go of old shit, how are you going to get new stuff? So that's the awesome opportunity to practice gratitude, to um, work on, you know, wh what, what do I need to do to clear my space, clean my space? That'll give me some psychic space. Beautiful things to do in the last quarter of the moon. And all of this is preparing us for the eclipses, right? Yeah, we are headed into some intensity, my friends. <laughs> the eclipses. The eclipses, of course, are coming and they are in Scorpio. So we've talked about this a little bit and I did a little more research about what's the most important thing about a solar eclipse. And a solar eclipse is the one that comes first. And of course, the solar eclipse is when um, the uh, shadow of the earth passes the shadow is on the moon right so the moon turns orange right no wait I did did I say that right and <laughs> no I always say it wrong the moon passes oh man <laughs> okay so the solar eclipse I'll tell you about the astronomy next time the solar eclipse the thing to know is that the solar eclipse is about beginnings and the lunar eclipse is about endings. So the solar and, and, and an eclipse in general is about illumination, about seeing what is unseen, seeing what you didn't notice before. That's what eclipse energy often brings one way or another. So makes no, it makes perfect sense that one is a beginning and one is an ending. Um, and um, the solar eclipse this year is on October 25th, okay? And the lunar eclipse always follows two weeks later. And the lunar eclipse, and our solar eclipse this time is a partial in North America. And the lunar eclipse, I think is a total lunar eclipse, and it happens on November 8th. And November 8th, does that have a little ring a bell? Like we're supposed to all do something in the United States called voting? <laughs> <laughs> on a lunar freaking eclipse, man. You can't make this stuff up. It's powerful. And I looked it up. Both eclipses are on a Tuesday. Who rules Tuesday? Well, Tuesday is ruled by the planet Mars. And Mars is about action. Get it done. <laughs> and um, it's about energy. So that's the other thing you can pay attention to is how is it impacting your energy and I can assure you if you're in Scorpio or, or a Taurus you will feel it <laughs> last year it was on my sign Sagittarius and when the Gemini Sagittarius eclipses happened last year it was like two years ago yeah oh my god mm -hmm. and you know we can explain um some of this if you're interested we can go into this more the lunar nodes um change every couple of years and so they change in cycles of 18 to 19 years total so around 18 to 19 you have a lunar nodal return then again you can do the math 
And so 5657 was last year for me. This year will be different. So um, so the so if you're in Scorpio, you know, this will be an intense <laughs> I know last year was kind of Sorry. intense. The eclipse were a, li a little intense last year. It was actually two years ago was it's yours. Two years ago. And okay. I witnessed hers so and intense. I felt like I was witnessing, like I was just witnessing and holding space for her to change. And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> this is really hard for you. I can see that. Um, and now it's my turn and it was my turn last year and it was definitely really hard. Um, I, I mostly struggle with my health right now at 47. Um, so I'm just saying, and even my identity, because of my experience, um, my North Node um, and Uranus are not very far apart. Um, so it's, it, was, it was destined for me to be a non-binary um, activist, in my opinion. It, when I look at my chart, I clearly see that, that I am destined to be a non-binary activist. And that's my calling, if you will, to do whatever I'm going to do, all the beautiful things I'm going to do. Um, but do it with that non-binary um, label. But the health problems that I've been having because they're related to my hormones, of course, have been challenging. Um, and so I do want you guys to pay attention to that kind of thing. All you, all, everybody out there, regardless, um, if you have strong placements in Scorpio or in Taurus, be paying attention this fall. Just prepare. Good safe care. Do, safe care. Yeah, no, do a lot can, of self-care. never hurt. You know, what, what could possibly be the wrong side of good self-care? Yeah, just do a lot of <laughs> self-care and uh, try to take care of yourself in the best way that you possibly can. And listen to those little knocks. Um, listen to those um, those pushes where spirit is like, hey, you need to do this. Um, because they can actually reward you. Um, but you just have to listen. And, and spirit is behind you pushing you and rooting for you. I promise you that every single human being on this earth was put here to do amazing, good evolutionary things, and it is your choice. We all have free will at all times, and you can make the choice to make a better choice, to choose to take yourself forward in a blessed way, and you are an amazing being. And if you want to bring something forward to change the world, you can and will, as long as you keep your eye on the goal. Okay, my friends. And if you have that, just keep going. Keep doing it because it will happen. It will. I used to believe that I had no talents, no abilities, that I wasn't able to do anything for the world, and that I was so... Um, just, I didn't have any effect on the earth at all. And that was true because that's what I believed. When I shifted my belief into that, maybe I did have something special and I did look at my chart and realized, wow, maybe I am supposed to follow this non-binary thing. Maybe I am supposed to be do this. Maybe I am supposed to try on performance like drag. And the next thing I know, my life went in an upward spiral. So I'm just, and all good things, not that no bad things have happened. I just told you I had health problems, health challenges around my hormones, but a lot of good things started to happen in a way, and I stopped hating myself so much. So friends, there are ways to change it. I promise you, 
And I'm available. If you need to talk to somebody, just go to my website, divineandrogen.com. You can find it in the description of this video, podcast, whatever. You can go to my website and you can even come see me for the first meeting is free. Okay. And I'm happy to talk to you. I'm happy to listen to you. Whatever you got going on, trust me, I've probably been through it. And if I haven't, I'm still going to have compassion for you. Okay. I don't know about you, Lacrosse, but I feel like I've been through hell at this point. <laughs> and if you're going through hell, don't stop. Don't stop in hell. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. Keep going. It's the light. <laughs> I borrowed that from Mookie Foot. It's a great little song. <laughs> lyric. If you're going through hell, don't stop. Yeah, I definitely got off. I got off, went for a dance. I slept. <laughs> You know, I tried to stay there, and then, you know, the devil was like, get out of here. You're too good. I <laughs> Go do you. some drag. <laughs> exactly. Right? So today, friends, I'm going to pull three tarot cards to end our broadcast today just to help you this week. And it's beautiful because the... This deck is the uh, pride deck you can find online. The love is love deck. Um, and it's all, it, every single card is done by a different LGBTQ artist. So I just like to say that every time because it's important to me. And I'm sure it's important uh, to many of us. To be exposed to LGBTQ artists is already magical. So um, the first, this is about the history. This is about the hard work you've put in. There's hard work on something that you've done. It's some sort of project or thing that you've been working on, collaboration, groups, cooperations, whatever it may be. The spirit is asking you to remember the work that you've put in and that that work does mean something. Even though it may seem like it doesn't mean anything, be aware it actually does mean something. Even if right now you're feeling a little bit like, God, does anybody care about this? Is this worth me keep doing? Why am I doing this? If you're having that sort of crisis in this moment, or you're just feeling a little brokenhearted about things right now, remember that that hard work you did and even the, the struggles that we have with projects and other things that we're working on, um, in a lot of ways, relationships and things like that can have bad days. And that's what this is about. But it's about remembering that there are, that each day can't be perfect and good. Because if it was, well, <laughs> we probably would be bored. So um, the fact that just remember the hard work that you've done, bringing that forward. With, so the one in the past was the Eight of Pentacles, and the one right now is the Three of Swords for my tarot lovers out there. Um, this is the Three of Swords, which can sometimes be heartbreaking or be challenging in some way, and it can feel like it's raining all day, and I think it is in the East Coast. Yes, it is. <laughs> but as we go forward, remember that things will get better with the King of Pentacles, with the offering. The King of Pentacles is a card that represents like offering your gifts to the world. This is like bringing all of your gifts, all the plenty of gifts that you have, bringing that forward to the world. So that's what this is all about, my friends. So remember 
that as you're going, remember your hard work. Remember that. Don't forget it because it's important. And even though you're suffering with a little bit of heartache right now, that's okay. Just know that it will pass. This too shall pass because tomorrow or the next day, you will be begin to go back to being able to offering your best gifts and your best light forward. So friends, I hope that reading helps you. Please take what you like out of this reading or this broadcast today. Take what you like and just leave the rest. It was probably for somebody else. <laughs> good reading. Nicely Very done. Good. Very good. And practice gratitude. Yep. Because <laughs> it always helps. It does. I and really stay do. curious. Stay curious. Ask lots of questions. <laughs> and there you go. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> stay curious. Absolutely. Um, I find curiosity is great. All right, friends, I hope everyone has a, a great time. I want to thank all of our viewers, all of our listeners first, and just say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for showing up with us today. Thank you for sharing, commenting, and letting us know what you think. We want to hear from you, so comment. Uh, let us know how things are unwinding for you this week. You know, if something actually happens or whatever, come back and tell us. We want to hear it. We want to know what's, what's in your chart. Where's your Uranus? Is your Uranus on your ascendant? <laughs> I want to know. Um, and I would love to hear from you. And also, I want to thank you, Brighthawk, and oh, thank you, Lacrosse, for thank all you. your editing and stuff and being part and making sure that um, we answer we answer good questions <laughs> like we don't walk over with our astrology can be um, very heady. So I appreciate everyone listening to this this week and I hope Have you enjoy. Week. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.